0: Welcome to the Gameology Podcast. I am your host, Matt. This is permanent co-host, Atila. Hello there. This episode is all about game length. Now, I was recently playing a little horror game called Anatomy, made by Kitty Horror Show, available on uh, H.I.O., and you can buy it for about $3. It takes 30 to 40 minutes to play through, and I had a great time, and I loved spending $3 on it. Uh, one of my favorite games of the year was Firewatch. Took about four or five hours. Cost me 20 bucks. Loved it. Journey, one of my all-time favorite games now. And it got me thinking about now how I tend to shy away from games that are super long, or at least I'm a little more choosy with them and how I get more excited when I know a game is going to be a little bit shorter. And I was thinking how I, I feel like the trend on the one end, maybe the indie spectrum and maybe mid-level developers, publishers, they're more interested in these shorter games, but on the triple a scale, I feel like it's really getting out of control with the length of adventures. And I was thinking, why is that? Now, you look at a game like The Witcher, Batman Arkham Knight, Metal Gear Solid Five. These are games that are huge. Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. huge games. And they love to put on the box, this game's 60 hours long. Now, before, say 15, 20 years ago, 10, 15, you would have games like uh, big JRPGs. And they were long. They were mm-hmm. 60 hours or 40 hours. But it was, a, it was that long of a story. Mm-hmm. And maybe there was a BS grinding session near the end. Um, but for the most part, you were going through a whole. It was. It felt like a book. The mm-hmm. length of the time it would take you to read a long novel. Um, but I feel like with this stuff, it's it's not a long experience. It's like when the TV shows Prison Break and Lost came out, and they did so well that it was very obvious that the um, TV companies or whoever's in charge was like, we're going to stretch this out mm-hmm. and the guy's going to escape from prison. And then he's going to go back into prison again. And it's going to completely dilute the experience. And that's what I feel is happening. So I'm wondering, Atila, a question I wanted to ask you as a game developer, sure. do you think there's any chance that people are extending these games, obviously for the perceived value of it? Like the game costs $60 American. So we're going to make it 60 hours. Now, is it, is it because making the core experience of the game, um, the pre-production of it, designing the characters, designing the environments, as well as creating it, the combat systems, all of the mechanics, is it a lot cheaper to just tack on an extra 20 hours of, say, fetch quests, and then that gives you, in a way, more game? Like, is that, is that like, am I, am I far off base with that? You're, okay, the, the,
1: I, I wanted to respond to that whole question with just a, yes, right but the, the like the way you, you ended the question, it would have made it awkward if I'd <laughs> said just yes to that. so oh well, um no, that's you' you're you' are, you're right in your observation. I think that there are you know when when a studio spends like millions of dollars and has hundreds of people working on a massive experience um creating all the different facets of that experience, the characters um the the, the mechanics, the way that everything interrelates and building out the whole, like, like, the combat mechanics in the game and all these kind of things, once you have that groundwork laid out, it becomes reasonably easy to just sort of... um, Like, let, let's say that you, you've, you've built all these uh, puzzle pieces for yourself, and now you can just sort of rearrange them into different shapes right. and configurations. And I think that there's a lot of novel combinations that you can arrive at, and I think that there are... Um, you know, a lot of them can just end up feeling sort of samey by the end of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When it's, um, and that's just what I've been encountering and why I've really stayed away from some of these games and why they can seem a little bit intimidating or daunting. I mean, when I was, when I was younger and had a lot more free time and had less games, I wanted them to be really, really long. And I used to, I'd be jealous if my friend had a Zeno Gears and it was a 60 hour, like 80 mm. hour game. Cause because you wanted that. I I spent far too much time with a very mediocre futuristic police game for the Sega Genesis called eSWAT because that was one of the few games I had. But now I have the ability to buy just about any game I want, providing I have the console to, to play it on. And I just find it more exciting that if you tell me about this game that has a really fascinating mechanic and I want to experience it, if you told me it's five hours long, I'm jumping at that opportunity, like, yes, because now I can get that closure and I can have that entire experience rather than just playing a game, getting 20 hours and I'm being like, eh, I just lost steam on it.
1: Yeah. I mean it's a I think it's it's definitely something that occurs like as as we grow up, right? Like we we have less free time, but more money. Right. So we're more willing to invest in high quality experiences that take less of our time. Whereas when you're a kid, you might not have any control over. How many games you get? Like you know, maybe you've got uh, your birthday and Christmas, and for me, those are only about a month apart. Mm. So I would uh, get screwed. Yeah, exactly. So you, you know, I have to. I had to make these you know game experiences last the entire rest of the year. So it was really important to me when something offered um, a high you know number of hours in the, in the play experience because it, it, those experiences had to last me throughout eleven months in the year between when I got anything new. It's, very, it's funny that you said.
0: As we get older, we see this like more perceived value in like uh, getting more bang for your buck in terms of the actual experience and it being shorter. Where I think that AAA developers, publishers just think the total opposite. You know, they're like, no, 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 you want, don't you want to do like 45 fetch quests where Geralt goes around and like picks a flower from one end of the map and brings it to the other? Isn't that a fantastic uh, usage of your time?
1: I think that some developers might think that way. I think that there are. You know, you're you're still like your Call of Duty and Halo type games that are like the super high octane AAA experiences that you can complete in like less than ten hours. Sometimes between like uh, you know six to eight hours even, Um, and then you just have like the sort of massive RPG scale type games like The Witcher and Mass Effect, which are like the sixty hour experiences. And it's like, oh boy, I hope your uh, significant other enjoys playing these kinds of games with you because if you can't, you know, work that into your together time it's an awful lot of time that you have to try to find to play just by yourself.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Now there's, I was trying to think of a, what would be a solution or what would be a compromise? And a lot of games already do this. Elder Scrolls is a great example. They have your mainline quest mm-hmm. and then they have everything that's optional. And I think that that's great, but I just wish that the mainline quest was pared down a little bit more because there are, there are some games where I finish The story and I'm like I'm not done with this I could still have a lot of fun with the mechanics of it with the gameplay and just give me more things to do and I'll gladly do them and even if they're a little more of a diluted version so I just wish that they would take that initial concept but just bring it down a little to a point where I'm not going to lose steam on the story. I'm not mm-hmm. going to, I mean, we've all had it where you come back to a game and you're like, oh, I haven't played this for a couple weeks. And like, who Who are you? What is going on? What I'm in a wine cellar What? and I'm halfway down a puzzle. Like mm-hmm. what's
1: going on? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that you definitely end up, uh, as I mentioned before with like, there's only so many novel and unique ways you can arrange something to create a fun and interesting experience. And I think that, you know, there's definitely, there's a sweet spot, right? Because you, you can feel, you can get to the end of a play experience and feel unfulfilled almost, like, oh man, I, you know, especially as a designer myself, sometimes I'll play a game and I'll see like, oh, why didn't you do, why didn't you make any puzzles where you combine this mechanic with this mechanic? That would have been so cool. Um, or likewise, it's like, oh, great, I got to do this mini game again. You know, everyone, you know, you, you'll you'll try to like break up regular gameplay with like a hacking minigame or something and by the end of the experience people are just so done with that. So, you know, giving uh, players tools and abilities like as they unlock um, late game abilities to like skip those minigames, it's a fantastic way of like catering to people like, okay, you know, you can invest these experience points in these skills or you can invest it in skipping this in case you're tired of it. I think that's a nice compromise.
0: Yeah, that is to give the the player a little more agency with how they go uh, throughout the game, and and letting kind of giving a, a bit of an indication of like this is kind of filler. There is a really nice mechanic in South Park: Stick of Truth, where you have an optional battle, but the characters, the game is very self aware of it being a game, and the enemies, your potential enemies, tell you you can fight us or not. And that they're like, you, if you want to just skip this, you're going to have to go to the same squad after. And they just let you know. And they can do that in ways that aren't so comedically... They're self- not breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. I mean, that game thrived on that and used that as as a basis of the comedy. But you can do that in ways that just give the player a little more control where you, if you feel like, I'm getting to the end of this now, let's ramp it up. Let's go on to this uh, final mission. Because a lot of times in games, you're heading towards that final mission. You're trying to save the world. A meteor is about to hit it. And then all of a sudden, everything slows down, so you can do, like, 15 hours of, like, well, let's find out the backstory of this side character, mm-hmm. which is great world-building stuff and is obviously a potential to make you care a lot more about that character and is great in circumstances, but it, it does seem a little bit off-putting.
1: It feels thematically inconsistent with the urgency of the situation.
0: Attila, always synthesizing it. That's fantastic. We'll just edit out everything I say and we can get this podcast done <laughs> in about 90 seconds. Um. You know, I was thinking about, uh, you know, some older games, like a game like uh, Contra for the NES. Very, very difficult game. And a game, if you know what you're doing, can be completed in just a few hours. Mm-hmm. But a game that's length and um, the value of length you get out of it is is based on the difficulty Cause, because it is so difficult. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the difference of watching a speedrunner or just hammering through it. And, and you might have that game for years and never see the end of it. Because it is so difficult. And that's a design concept we don't see as much among AAA games, among games in the mainstream. I mean, there's still... The wonderful thing about gaming right now is that there's a huge variety. And if if I'm whining about the state of games being too long and too easy and devolving into just tedious uh, tasks... there's a million indie games out there that can last a half an hour like i said or can last 3 hours and can provide the experience you're looking for so it's really one another golden age for
1: gaming right now mm-hmm. definitely i mean it's um i don't think you'd ever want to take away the sort of 60 hour epics you know i think that right. there are there are some stories that can only be told in that length of time you know i just i just finished the mass effect trilogy and it was a really incredible game. And I can't imagine that experience taking any less than the 50 hours it took me. Just the third game in itself was like 50 hour experience. And I, I, you know, not everyone has the time as they get older to like get through these like massive experiences, but I don't think you'd want to deny the chance, the the possibility that you might just invest that much time because the experience is worthwhile. Yeah, and I don't want it to sound like I'm against
0: long games. Um, I, I I'm just saying that I feel like it's there artificially long when it becomes just a lot of uh ticky tacky things that are that are tacked on because they just want to use it as a selling point it's if If you have a story to tell and it's a, it's as long as a novel or or you have a great television series that takes four seasons to really tell the whole story, although most of them I think are pretty bad after <laughs> about the third season, then that's fine it's just um. Make it meaningful. Don't use hours as a way of just trying to sell it. Uh, and also don't be afraid of shorter games and shorter experiences. When The Order 1886 came out, a lot of people were bashing it because they're like, oh my God, it leaked online that it mm-hmm. took less than 10 hours to be. Like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. There are a lot more problems with that game. Wrong, yeah. Oh, tons of bad things with the game, and the length was not the was not the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. But I think because it was in that AAA, look at this, how pretty this game is, it needs to be thirty hours.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, you know, it's it's a difficult thing where so many people just have the issue with how they value these experiences, and they they people demand that games last this long if they're going to be investing a full sixty dollars into them. And, you know, that's that's the core problem, right? Is that we we have developers trying to comply to the demands of people insisting that experiences be proportional to the amount of money that they're spending on them. And you know, it's it's very difficult to solve that issue. Um, but I, I think developers just kind of need to take the high road and create games that are satisfying and complete experiences and not um cater to these demands and artificially pad out their games because they're ultimately going to end up with a a worse experience.
0: Absolutely. I think that's about all I have to say on the subject. How about you, Atila?
1: Yep. Is that for me as well?
0: Well, you can find me on Twitter at GameThinkTalk. You can email GameThinkTalk at gmail.com for comments, questions, all the things that you'd
1: like to email. Attila. You can find me on my website at BlueScreenProductions.com where I post my extended thoughts on the subjects we discuss every week as well as a convenient... um, Form that you can fill out for submitting questions and comments about the show, some of which we might answer on future episodes. You can also follow me on Twitter at Blue Screening Pro. Bye bye.